In today's world, you probably have heard a lot and probably will hear a lot from other people about the importance of work-life balance. Work-life balance is essentially the idea that it's not possible to live a healthy lifestyle unless you separate out work from the other elements of your life, such as your personal life, and then seek to establish a state of equilibrium by equally prioritizing the demands of your work and the other elements of your life. Right off the bat, there's a problem inherent with this idea of work-life balance, and you can see it in the term itself. It is to suggest that work is separate from life, that somehow work is not truly living, that truly living is everything outside of work. It suggests that living is the time you spend with loved ones, your home, your hobbies, the vacations you take, etc. If we look back over the course of history, there are too many reasons to list for why a person in any era decided to take a specific job or perform a specific task, not because they felt intrinsic motivation to do it, but because it was a so that. It got them something else that they valued. Over the course of history, as society evolved and experienced so many changes and different revolutions, societal needs and values changed, and with it, so did the lifestyle of its citizens. This was especially true when the whole of human society began to operate on the exchange of money. This was especially true when religions began to govern how people should live. This is also especially true in countries where the societal evolution meant beginning to view a citizen as part of a machine. In the life philosophy of these industrialized societies, one's profession was divorced from one's talents, values, intrinsic motivation, and passion. Instead, it became the societal norm that you have to work even if it is a job you don't like, so that with the rest of your time you can have money, to have a home, and personal life, and have what you really love, and do what you're really passionate about. In these countries, the idea of work-life balance originated as a key element of health. There are actually two main reasons why it originated as this idea of perfect health, and here's the two reasons. The first being, it doesn't take a genius to see that if somebody pours all of their energy and time and resources into doing something they don't like to do, pretty soon well-being and therefore health declines. The second being, that if your entire society is based on the structure of a nuclear household, if somebody is pouring all their time, resources, and energy into their career, they have no time, resources, or energy for their family, and so the family falls apart. And this threatens the stability of society. So, instead of actually solving the systemic issue, they just decided to slap a band-aid on the situation and came up with the concept, very short-sighted concept, of work-life balance. We need to throw this concept of work-life balance right out the window. It is nothing more than a symptom fix, which as we know doesn't really work. On top of that, it sets up the wrong dynamic between people and work. What we need to replace this concept of work-life balance with is the idea of customizing an individual's life so that their time, resources, and energy are going towards what benefits them or what feeds their well-being specifically. And with this, there's going to be a whole lot of variability between people. There's going to be so much variability regarding how a person manages their time, how they organize their life, and how much energy and time they put into what in their life. Regarding the place that work fits into somebody's life, I want you to imagine a sliding scale. And on either side of this sliding scale, we have an unhealthy extreme. 
all the way to one side, we've got somebody who's got so much resistance to work that they're completely convinced it is not life. So they refuse to get a job or to find a career because they're like, that is not living, right? Pure resistance to work. All the way over on this other side of dysfunction, you've got workaholism. This is somebody who donates all their time, resources, energy to work, but because they're trying to avoid other elements of their life. Now, everybody, I mean everybody, falls somewhere on this scale. And by the way, just because you fall somewhere on the scale currently doesn't mean that that is where you should fall on the scale if you're in a space of health. For example, one person may fall on a scale where they do a job that they hate so that they can have the money to have their basic necessities of life. Another person may not work for a livelihood because their livelihood's provided for them, so the only work that they do is one that they're intrinsically motivated to do and simply for pleasure. Another person may do a job they like and are intrinsically motivated to do, but some of the time. They make sure to limit that time and effort that they spend on it because of their other priorities. Another person may feel such deep purpose and meaning in their work that the vast majority of their time is dedicated to it and all the other elements of their life are integrated into it and organized around it. The vast majority of people who really strongly believe in the idea of work-life balance fall into two camps. The first is the camp of people who believe that work is something that you have to do not necessarily something that you like to do, and that really living is everything else other than work. These are the people who are like, okay, I'm gonna work so that I can go on vacation, or so that I can, you get the point, right? The other camp of people are people who say, no, I think it's important to like your job. I just think that it's really important to equally prioritize all the elements of your life so that you have a good balance. Now what both of these people in both camps love to do is to project what may be right for them, or it may just be what they believe about work, onto everyone else in society. And it's not gonna work out so well. Something I wanna say before we continue is that compatibility in relationships has so much to do with where somebody intrinsically falls on this scale of the relationship to work. If you are somewhere on this scale where your values line you up over here and another person intrinsically lines up over here, meaning it's not about what happens right now, it's about when you get to a place where you are really in a state of well-being relative to your relationship to work, specifically where do you fall on that scale? If a person's over here and their partner's over here, you're gonna see massive issues in the relationship. This is not just for partnerships. This goes for family relationships. This goes for friendships, every kind of relationship. Oh, and especially work relationships. You can imagine that if a company shares certain values where they expect their employees to fall somewhere on the scale, but the employee they hired has a relationship to work where they fall somewhere else on the scale, massive issues in that company. The way to know if somebody has arranged their life correctly for themselves, meaning that they're putting the right time, energy, and focus into what in their life is that this is a person who will feel good about their life. This is a person who will be thriving. If a person is feeling distressed because of how much time and energy they're putting into their career, that's your indication that more time and energy needs to be put into something else, such as leisure time. 
If a person is experiencing conflict in their relationship because they're so focused on their career and their partner or friends want them to prioritize quality time together, that means it's time for reevaluation. This indicates that a person needs to reassess their own priorities. This could mean that an adjustment towards decreasing focus on work and increasing it on something like leisurely social interaction would lead to greater life satisfaction. On the other hand, it may also mean that there is incompatibility between the two people regarding values and lifestyle choices. The concept of work-life balance tends to cause people to globalize about what's right and healthy for all people and miss how incredibly important it is to establish customization in your life in order to achieve life satisfaction. In order to illustrate this, as it relates to our issue here, looking at the world through the lens of work-life balance, I've got three concrete examples. The first example I have for you is Joe. Joe is so passionate about his job, it's ridiculous. Currently, he's working as a doctor who is specializing in endemic disease. Right now, he's working for Doctors Without Borders and also several other humanitarian organizations. Because he is so passionate about what his career is, all of his time, focus, and energy goes there. I mean, his whole entire life is about that. As a result, anyone who enters into a romantic relationship with him cannot rely on him staying in whatever city or country he's currently in because he may be transferred. And they can't rely on him not to cancel things he's agreed to being present to because he's always on call. For Joe, his work is his life because for him, it is the most important thing in his life. For Joe, all the other elements of his life have to be arranged and organized around his work, around his career. And we need to customize his relationships to his work. This means to find a relationship for Joe that actually works, a compatible relationship, we have to find a woman who shares his values and priorities, who believes in what he is doing, and who wants to enable it. For example, Joe needs to look for a woman who loves her free time, somebody who feels really great in an independent life where she's really doing a lot of her own thing and where occasionally they meet. Or alternatively, Joan needs to find a woman who wants to make his mission her mission too. This may be a woman who wants to sign up to do his work with him so that she can derive her own sense of purpose and togetherness from supporting Joe's purpose and being together in the cause. In this case, she would go wherever Joe is stationed and lend her energy towards supporting Joe so that he can help people. If we approach Joe with the idea that work-life balance is important, we would make the mistake of encouraging him to reduce his work and by doing so, take him away from his purpose, his meaning, his passion, his motivations, and his values. We will also lead him into an incompatible relationship with a woman who has other values and wants him to cut back on work to be with her doing other things. A relationship where the very best he can hope for is mutual compromise. And guess what? Joe is going to feel absolutely miserable in his life because of it. My next example is Gabe. Gabe is somebody who is currently feeling incredibly insecure because despite incredible pressure on behalf of his family to do so. He has absolutely no interest in settling down, picking a career that he does every day, and getting serious by getting married. 
Nothing about the traditional life suits Gabe. He feels passionate and lit up inside and motivated to learn new languages and to explore new cultures and places. He is an explorer and a traveler at heart. And guess what? This is in fact his reason for being in this life. So if we take a top-down approach to this, that's exactly what the universe wants him doing. People often look at Gabe as if he's totally immature. And they often talk to him about the importance of work-life balance, except for when they're talking to him about the importance of work-life balance, they're not talking to him about reducing the hours of some career he's so dedicated to. What they're talking to him about is the reverse. It's the idea that you can actually only establish a state of health in the being. If over here you have a serious career, and in the rest of the time you're living. Right now, people think Gabe is just only having fun, so there is no work-life balance. <laughs> Gabe doesn't want to have a career. What he does is he takes temporary jobs in whatever location he's in to make a bit of living money and then goes on to his next location. Despite people's potentially positive motivation for telling Gabe this, they're totally off base. There is nothing about getting a stable career that is predictable, nothing about settling down and living a traditional life that Gabe is meant for. Gabe's actual purpose is to continue traveling like this, is to continue sampling all kinds of cultures, is to continue expanding his mind. If Gabe is honest, he doesn't really need predictable financial security. Part of the excitement that causes him to feel alive is trying out so many different things and experiencing so many different lifestyles through the opportunities he comes across for temporary work around the world. Gabe should not try to find a relationship with a person who wants a traditional life. And guess what? The concept of work-life balance does not even apply to Gabe, or to his actual life purpose. Let's look at a third example. Lauren is a human resources administrator. She also has a partner and two kids, and a dog, and friends, and extended relatives, all of which she cares about. Lauren is living a life that we would consider more traditional, therefore one where we like to talk about work-life balance more. <laughs> Lauren is currently distressed because it seems that by working eight hours a day, five days a week, the demands of her work and the demands of her personal life are in competition with one another. She is experiencing burnout. If Lauren were honest, she likes to do her job. She likes the security of the pay. She likes the tasks she performs. She even likes her colleagues most of the time. But her work is so consuming and so much of her mental energy and time is put into it that she doesn't feel like she has enough to dedicate to the other people in her personal life that she cares about. She's thinking about work even when she's at home. She doesn't care so much about her work that this feels good. She really wants to be present, to have energy, to be a good partner and mother and friend. If we take this traditional approach and apply it to Lauren of work-life balance, we may encourage her to cut back on her hours at work and potentially go to part-time so she has more time and energy and resources to dedicate towards her personal life. Or if that's not possible because of financial constraints, we may try to teach her techniques so that she can learn to leave work at work when she goes home. But guess what? None of these is the correct approach. What Lauren really needs isn't actually balance. What she needs is the flexibility to be able to organize the many priorities in her life so that she's satisfied with her ability to give enough and to resource enough from each one of her many priorities. 
The actual solution for Lauren is to be able to telecommute. She's a self-disciplined person who definitely has what it takes to be able to organize her time to get all the tasks that she needs to get done, done in a day. But what she needs is the flexibility to be able to organize her work around her personal life rather than her personal life around her work. If Lauren could work from home even certain days of the week, guess what? She would thrive. Straight at you. People are really out of alignment with work. Work being an activity or task involving mental or physical effort that is done in order to achieve a purpose or result. I want you to sit with that definition of work for a minute. Because that definition of work should show you that work is playing a tennis game just as much as it is laying concrete for the foundation of a house. And work has nothing to do with whether you get paid or not for it. A person may or may not engage in a specific activity or task regularly in order to establish a livelihood. A person may or may not be in alignment with their values when they engage in an activity or carry out a task. A person may or may not enjoy that activity or task and therefore may or may not enjoy expending the effort inherent in it. A person may or may not do an activity or task because it's meaningful or purposeful. But it is the meaning, purpose, value, and level of enjoyment that somebody experiences when carrying out a task or when doing something that adds up to them enjoying what it is that they do or being in alignment with it, right? It is all those things that dictate whether we're happy doing the work that we do. You're ready for where the progression and expansion of mankind is headed. I'm going to show it to you. Where the progression and expansion of humanity is headed is towards each person's purpose for being in place in society, being dictated by what their intrinsic talents, interests, motivations, values, and enjoyments are. When this happens, every person's work will be purposeful and meaningful. Work will become play. Only one person's play will look very different from another person's play. One person's play and therefore work may be cleaning things. Another may be designing rockets. Another's may be caretaking children. And someone's work may or may not be something they do in exchange for money. Not every person's purpose for being is a career they are meant to have. That being said, some people's purpose for being is definitely a career they're meant to have. On top of this, the amount of time and energy and focus that a person dedicates to what in their life needs to be incredibly customized in order for humans to be in alignment. This means, for example, that for one person, it will absolutely be right for them to dedicate 80 hours a week to their career and the remaining time to something like sleep or spending quality time with a loved one. For another, spending the majority of their time connecting with other people and only some of the time on other things will be right for them. For another, their life might look a lot more like that balance that you traditionally associate with work-life balance today. And each person's relationships will look different based on what life element prioritization is right for them specifically. Guess what, you guys? There is no cookie-cutter approach to human happiness. That includes, but is not limited to, the time, focus, energy, and effort that a person puts towards what in their life specifically. And again, the way to know 
whether the prioritization, time, resources, and energy that somebody dedicates towards what in their life is right for them is that they will be thriving. They will be able to look at you in the face and really authentically say, I like my life. Have a good week.